after freaking half hour of waiting for Sports Center and then another 54 minutes for them to finally post something on it, the schedule has finally been released. AJ and I have some things to say about it and more right now on Teal Town Live. Good afternoon, everyone. It is July 22nd, 2021. We are here to plan your life for the next 10 months or maybe 11. That would be nice. Welcome to Teal Town Live. This is your live interactive Sharks schedule show. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app and teal together and interact with us along with us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course Discord and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Eric Kerr alongside AJ Strong. AJ, um, <laughs> we, we try to hold each other back from saying things we were going to say for here, but my goodness, this schedule, yikes. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> this uh, is uh, some silliness in here. This, give me a break. Like, who, who had COVID and drew this up? <sighs> right? Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, my goodness, uh, you're, you're going to be finished with Montreal within a month. You'll be finished with Winnipeg in San Jose in a month. So, uh, unfortunately, since the the NHL, oh, what, first off, AJ, before we get into it, uh, Unloaded Panda wants to have you show the jersey. <laughs> show the jersey, dude. The reverse stealth is what uh, you call it. No stealth inversion. Come stealth on. inversion. So we got uh, we we got the 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 groovy little stealth patch on the shoulder, of course, and then there you go. Nice. Just so, and then, of course, and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be awesome unless we showed the back, right? Oh uh, yes, Mister Youngest of Plugs himself, Mario Ferraro. Yeah. <laughs> no. And uh, hey, want to buy a jersey? Custom warm up. Hit me up, AJ underscore Strong on Twitter. Just oh. saying. So uh, <laughs> let's get that out of the way. Uh, are you kidding me with this? Let's just tackle <laughs> October. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, two. Versus Winnipeg, two versus Montreal, and we haven't seen a divisional opponent yet. <laughs> but now, but, no, but granted, the five-game road trip, which is usually their typical roadie, but this one's a little different. They get into what used to be the Northeast Division and then hit up Nashville on the way home. Yeah, and see, and I look at this and I go, okay, hosting Winnipeg? Yeah, Sharks could have a good shot at that. Perhaps Montreal, I, I think we all can say that, hey, Montreal was kind of look, I'm not going to call them St. Louis from a couple seasons ago. But the fact that they got to the final, nobody is predicting them to go to the even to the playoffs next season. So you look at that and you go, OK, not bad. Then at Ottawa, decent, you know, the, like one of like what four teams that finished worse than San Jose last season. So, OK, then at Toronto. Well, no Marlowe or Thornton to talk about in that one, but uh, you look at that and you go, hmm, could be a loss. Then at Boston, hmm, could be a loss. Then at Nashville, which is, so it's like Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, let's hang out in the, you know, the northeastern quadrant and then drop down to the basement. Okay, sure. 
But I look at, let me see, what do we got here in October? Two, four, six, eight games in October. Two Winnipeg, two Montreal, Ottawa, <laughs> Toronto, Boston, and Nashville. I, I said it before, eight games. I'm looking at that and I'm saying three and five. Yeah. You know, maybe four and four if they get lucky. Yeah. But I look at this and I say three and five. Like, you, you look at it, so, well, two against Montreal, one against Ottawa. Okay, I, I think that the Sharks can win those. Yeah. The rest of them, I go, I don't know. You're, you're unsure, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, Ottawa could be a little bit more stronger now that they have, you know. A Stutzla. A Stutzla, a Norris, Stutzla. and his troll. You know, uh, but again, uh, in Nashville. Where are they going now? Uh, they they didn't lose. They didn't lose. You know, Duchene or Johansson, uh, but they lost Callie, my boy Callie. Uh, well, and let's see be... what happens on uh, October twenty first when the Sharks face Ottawa or at or... Ottawa. Let Let's see what color jersey Tierney is wearing in that game. But my my question is, I think you said it wrong, isn't it? Ottawa. Oh, that's right. Ottawa. <laughs> well, it's only Ottawa on the puck knowledge. Oh, my bad. Okay. But my, my apologies, it, the hockey jerk. Anyway, I just I, like <laughs> you're basically done with two teams in the first month. You still haven't seen a divisional opponent in October. No. <laughs> but fine. You get rid of a five game road trip early. There's only what? Uh, three five game road trips in this schedule. And they're all done by December 5th. So I look at that and I go, okay, that's a, I guess you can put that in the W column. Yeah. Sure. So after that, we get into November. November. Yeah. And so the Sharks then have a five game homestand. Again, end of October, hosting Montreal, hosting Winnipeg, Buffalo, St. Louis, and New Jersey. <laughs> hey, we got a Western Conference opponent in there November 4th. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, at least they're in the same conference, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's like I sit there and I go, oh, Buffalo? Okay, if that's not a win, Jesus Christ, how bad is this team going to be? It, it, uh, let's put it that way. If it's not a win and, and they start three and six, like you said, is Bugner still here? Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, this year, next year, still on his deal. That's too early to pull the plug, I think. But then again, we saw this team, uh, you know, pull the ripcord after four games and say, fetch me Patrick Marlowe when things weren't going well. So, <laughs> right. look, we'll see what happens. But and then Thursday the 4th, hosting St. Louis. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to put that as an L right now. Now, granted, I'm saying all these things when we know that the rosters could change significantly between now and opening night, but I'm just being honest. Then after that, the sixth, it's New Jersey. That If that's not a win, yikes. And then finally, on November 9th, when we get, what, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve <laughs> games in, we finally see a divisional opponent in the Calgary Flames. And... The Flames are a weird bunch so far, and again, you know, things are going to change dramatically between now and opening night, but there's a lot of people saying that Calgary, uh, you know, I'm listening to NHL radio, and you've got guys on there that are saying, 
oh, dude, I think uh, Pacific, Vegas, Edmonton, then could be Calgary, maybe Vancouver, one of those two. And I'm going, what? But okay. And then there's other people going, yeah, Calgary could like sit there and try to dawdle between the the the, the California teams because right. they're not going to be good. So, you know, it remains to be seen. But either way, 12 games in before you even see a divisional opponent, okay, fine. And then following that is the third and final game versus Winnipeg. <laughs> right. And, and you're all done with the Jets. Man, <laughs> the West Side story concluded so, very quickly. Just quickly done by there. It's like crazy. <laughs> uh, here, Anthony Sanchez says, hey, maybe the Sharks will pull off a crazy turnaround like the, how the Giants are doing this year. Um, yeah, you know, it'll be also a quick turnaround. <laughs> Playing the Jets this season. <laughs> my God. It's, it's insane. The, whoever put this schedule together had COVID. That's all I'm saying. Uh, going through the divisions really quickly, though. Four against Anaheim, four against Calgary, four against L.A., and four against Seattle. Whereas they only play three Edmonton, three against Vancouver, three against Vegas. So I just wanted to drop that in there. Let's move on through the rest of November here. So that 12th game, again... 12 games until you hit a divisional opponent that's at Calgary. Then there's like another 12 games before you hit a divisional opponent again. And who is, oh yes, it's Calgary again. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Like seriously? And, yeah. And so this five game road trip uh, at, you know, starting on November 9th at Calgary, at Winnipeg. Absolutely. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Then at Colorado. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's that's not a horrible road trip. No, that's not too at, bad. At Minnesota, at St. Louis. Okay, wait. And a I'm like, well, they're all like kind of in the same time zone, so I'm okay with that road trip. Yeah, but no, but think about it. That's you remember years ago we talked about how they went to like Chicago, then Winnipeg to Vancouver, back to to Winnipeg and Minnesota, and then home. That's kind of what I look at it here. You're going to Southern Alberta to Manitoba. Makes sense. Then you come back down to Colorado and then back over from Minnesota and St. Louis and then you come home. I don't have come a on. I don't have that big of a problem with that. I don't have a big that big of a problem at all, especially because there's two days between Colorado and Minnesota. So, I don't have I don't have much of a problem with that. <laughs> then uh, on the 20th, the Sharks pick up a four-game home stand. And now that I'm looking at this, let me see, one, two, three. So there's a five-game homestand for the Sharks after the five-game roadie. Uh, then they go on a five-game roadie. Then it's a four-game homestand. Okay, fine. Then a five-game roadie. But then it's, what, three, four, five, six, seven, a seven-game homestand. That's pretty nice. And then it's kind of sprinkled about throughout the rest of it. So... If the Sharks coming up into New Year's can take advantage of, you know, the these segmented blocks where there's going to be limited travel. It's like you're going to be on the East Coast, you know, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Boston. That's like maximize that value. And there's only what one back to back in there, Ottawa and Toronto in that first month. So that's not bad. When they go on the next road trip, it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, so every other night, 
but then Tuesday, Thursday. So they get an extra day there, which I'm sure will be spent practicing the power play. Uh, But you have that. Then their next significant road trip at the end of November, beginning of December at Chicago, at New Jersey, at Islanders, at Rangers, at Columbus. I, I see no issues with that road trip. Again, there's only one back-to-back in that segment, and it's New York to New York. I think they're going to be okay. So on that part, you know, getting into the beginnings of December, I don't have a large issue mm-hmm. with this schedule aside from the fact that we still, through December 5th, have played one divisional opponent. <laughs> this is insane. I've never seen a schedule like no. this. No. And it's only one team, and it's that one game at Calgary. I've yeah. never. That, this is so bizarre. <laughs> it, uh, it, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I wonder what they were trying to do here was in case shit hit the bed for that Delta variant. Then they went right to a divisional format in like beginning of January. That's the only way I could potentially see it because I'm looking at it. You're finishing it. You you play the Flyers, you know, as we get into December, you play the Flyers within eight days. And and it's just, you play Detroit within a week, you know. Yeah, but I I still go back to uh, like, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm looking at the schedule. And I'm 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 like rolling my pen up and I'm rolling it up and I'm like, okay, March fifteenth. March fifteenth, Florida comes to San Jose. That's the only team, you know, until January twenty sixth. There's Boston, but Florida is like in March. They're the last East Coast team to make it out to the West Coast. Yeah, like I look at this and it's like. Okay, let's let's talk about the teams from the east that have to play out west. Well, let's see. Montreal in October. Buffalo in October. Uh, let's see. Washington, Washington in October. Carolina, October. Ottawa, Toronto. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. November. Washington, Carolina, Ottawa, Toronto in November. Yep. Uh, like I'm looking at, the, okay, the Rangers in January, Philadelphia at the end of December, Pittsburgh in January, Tampa in January, uh, Islanders in January, Boston in January. By the time you hit the the All-Star break or Olympic break, whatever the hell is, is going to happen, because we don't know at this point. Right. But by the time you hit that break, three East Coast teams come out mm-hmm. that are in the Eastern time zone. That's, to me, uh, look, I, I, I would not have a problem seeing take take october take that schedule put it in april where montreal ottawa toronto boston all come out to the west coast you know try to even it up a little bit guys yeah but anywho moving on yeah let's get back into this so uh like i said the sharks have a homestand at the end of november washington carolina ottawa toronto uh sounds fun yeah. Looking forward to whatever the promotional items are, though, during those nights. So the Chicago Thanksgiving Eve game has been replaced by Ottawa. <laughs> I'm f- fine. All right. <laughs> I, I have no problem with that. No? 
let me see. And, and, and see, there's other things because can we just say a word, a moment, say a word to fuck you, ESPN. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Like there was audio issues all up and down the board during the crack and draft yesterday. Right. Then today it's supposed to be, well, the schedule is released, you know, all schedules released at 3 PM Pacific. And then all of a sudden it fell to three 30. Mm-hmm. And then when ESPN finally got to it, it was like, oh, we're just going to give you marquee matchups. We're not actually releasing team by team. Right. And then when did the Sharks finally post theirs? 3.54. Christ. Now, now, AJ, you and I both get the press release emails. If you go to the email where it says for a full link of the schedule, click here. If you click on it, the schedule's still not up. Oh, fuck. Okay. So for some of you, <sighs> this is exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. So anyway, end of November, like you said, Ottawa the night before Thanksgiving. Again, that is something that I, I do like to see that that has become kind of a, a staple in the household is that uh, that's how you celebrate Thanksgiving is you go to a Sharks game the night before. Right. Always enjoy that. Um, then you've got, uh, the, you know, once that's all kind of completed, Sharks on a road trip. Again, Chicago, Jersey, Islanders, Rangers, Columbus. That um, I have no problem with that road that's trip. An, that's actually a fun road trip. It's too bad that it's it's uh, after Thanksgiving because that would be the roadie I'd love to go to. Well, that, that I'm sure that's, that's going to be solid. Yeah. Then you have what appears to be the longest homestand of the season for the Sharks, hosting Calgary, then Minnesota, then Dallas, then Seattle, then Vancouver, then Vancouver again, <laughs> then Edmonton, and then they go to Anaheim. Okay, so hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so seven-game homestead. But somebody, somebody, dude, help me <laughs> out, okay? I'm looking at the schedule, right. and I'm going, Calgary, two days later. Minnesota, two days later. Dallas, three days later. Seattle, like that all makes sense. Two days later, Vancouver. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five days later, right? The Sharks host the same fucking team, and, and then two nights later, you get McJesus and and the Oilers, and then no, co- dude, I don't even give a shit about that. No, like I'm I'm fine with this like five straight against divisional opponents. I want to know how the we heard from Gary Bettman that. The whole idea of these like mini series where it's like, hey, you go to Arizona, play two games, whether it's back to back on back to back nights or Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. But it was this idea of knocking out a couple games in the same city. You decrease travel. So it's like uh, you're going to save a little money in hotel rooms. You're going to you're going to save money on gas on the plane. You're going to lower your carbon footprint like it sounded great. And looking at the schedule. There are literally, there there is one time, one time in the entire goddamn schedule yeah. that they have this opportunity to play the same team back to back at the same venue. Yeah, this is, and to have Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days. But are you going to tell me that the Canucks are going to stay in San Jose for five fucking days? No, they're not. They're going to fly back up. Oh, I guarantee you. In between there. The Vancouver's playing a game at home or they're, or they're like, you know, LA or SoCal. Like there's 
What? Watch, watch they put it back to back in in SoCal for them for there. I would hold on. Look, I, I'm going to look it up right now. Go dude, ahead. Dude, look up the. Do me a favor. Look up the Canucks schedule. Tell me what the hell is happening between December 16th and the 21st, because there's no way they're not playing at least one, maybe two games, in in between there. That is just the dumbest thing I've seen in this entire schedule. Right. That that you're hosting the same team. So it's five days later. So you're you're right. So uh, Thursday, December sixteenth at San Jose. Saturday, December eighteenth, home to Toronto. Uh, and then the next night they're home to Arizona. Then they come back down to San Jose. Oh my God! But wait, it gets better. Two days later, they fly back up. Or, you know, the two nights later, they play at home against Anaheim. For fuck's sake! But all right. But on on the, getting to it further though, AJ, they play the Canucks on the sixteenth, the Canucks again on the twenty first, the twenty third they play Edmonton, then the league mandated shutdown from the twenty fourth to the twenty sixth for Christmas, and then they come back. So basically, between the sixteenth and the twenty seventh, they're playing one, two, three, four games. Don't tell me they're going to be sluggish for the second Vancouver game and the Edmonton game. With having four days off, then have to get up for two games and three nights, and then they go on another three-day break. Oh, dude, I, I feel like they're going to be dragging ass in December and, b- b- between the two Vancouver games and Edmonton because you're talking three games over eight days. And then they don't... They're going to be like, yeah, d- dude, if the power play does not kick ass after that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, like you want to talk about building practice into the schedule. now, And the reason why I say that is because... Uh, How much we heard about they didn't have enough time to practice. Right? Exactly. Yesterday, when Doug Wilson, Doug Wilson Jr. and Tim Burke held a media call, uh, we were on that call, and I specifically asked Doug Wilson, you've clearly seen the schedule before it's been released. Are there some pockets there that – how many times have we heard that it's like – well, we, we just don't have the opportunity to practice. You know, the schedule's so compacted and blah, 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 blah. And this is, this is before COVID. Yeah. That, you know, so I look at that and it was like three games in eight days. Dude, your, your special teams better be money. Like right there. I look at that and we're talking what? Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, 30. You're talking... 30-ish, early 30s, right? 32, 33 games in. At that point, you know there's going to be things that, as fans, we're sitting there going, yeah, this this power play is horrific, or the penalty kill is shit, or, wow, Aiden Hill is not, you know, he's no better than Martin Jones. Like, like there's going to be some significant thing that we're all going to fucking harp on as the silly season of Christmas approaches, that's going to be the time that we talk about it. Big time. Big time. Th- yeah. They have time to get get their crap together there. And, and <laughs> come on. Let's go. Uh, still a, still an update, AJ. Uh, we, we still don't have the schedule posted on the website. <laughs> of course not. So, anyway, uh, to finish out December, <sighs> after this... Uh, Beautifully long road trip. And 
And again, this is something that we talked about, I think, either last season, season before, somewhere in there, where December was uh, – was it December? Was it, Remind me, you have a much better memory than I do. There was a, there was a season where the Sharks played – I don't know if it was in November or December. It was one of the two. But they, they played a string of games where they never left the Pacific time zone – until the very end of it when they played at Arizona. So it was only, you know, an hour earlier, and it was a very quick flight. Yeah, it was November, and I want to say it involved— 2019? It's either 2019 or 2018, where they played, like, a boatload of home games. I remember they had a Black Friday game after they came back yep. from uh, Vegas. Uh Or some, some, some sort of that. But, yeah, where they didn't leave the time zone for, like, a month. Yeah. So this this December is is you know very close to that where the seventh they start on this four game homestand and then after Christmas they jaunt down to Anaheim for a quickie and then come back Arizona and Philadelphia so kind of similar that's again it's going to be that month that we look at and say this is the make or break time yeah uh, then to start 2022 at Pittsburgh. At Detroit, at Buffalo, at Philly. Now, <laughs> God, yeah, I, I look at that and I'm like, we couldn't have started in Detroit, gone to Buffalo, then Philly, then Pittsburgh, yeah. or something along those lines. But, no. you know, we're going to make it the most difficult road, you know. The <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I mean, that's two road trips in this season where, the, where they're ending up like that. Yeah, no, it, it it's really fucking stupid where it's like, we're going to go almost as, as far east as we can, then we're going to go west, right. then we're going to go north, then we're going to go further east, and then we'll come home. Uh, but, Skyler, okay. Skyler saying it was November 2019 that we had that uh, there you go. time. Yep. Thank now, you, granted, you know, the, there's a day in between each one of those games, so it should be fine, but still you look at that and you go, Jesus Christ. Then this is another one of those weird quirks where you only see Detroit twice, but you see them seven days apart <laughs> at Detroit on the fourth and then hosting Detroit on the 11th. Okay. Sure. Uh, moving on the, the sharks, it's a, it's a four game homestand, Detroit, the Rangers, Pittsburgh and LA. And again, oh, hey, LA. but it's another thing of like, then it's <laughs> like, I just mentioned Detroit in twice in less than a week and then Pittsburgh twice in two weeks. Right. Okay. But then yes, we uh, on the seventh Monday the seventeenth. I don't have the calendar in front of me. It would not surprise me if that's a one o'clock game. If that's an MLK, that might be MLK game. It wouldn't surprise me, especially since you're playing LA. You know, Western team. Mm -hmm. uh, so look for that when the when the times are finally introduced. Because you know, if you look at the the, the sheet here, it's all TBA. Right. But uh, yeah, the the Sharks don't face LA. Until the new year. <laughs> Until 2022. Okay. Again, very weird. And that's the whole thing. Can, can everybody see my screen right now? Can you guys see this? Look, look at all the orange marks. Because there's not a lot of them. <laughs> there are not a lot of orange marks here. Because that is divisional opponents. And then let me flip it around. Holy shit. Look at all the orange there. Which like. It which is nice. I mean, traditionally, the Sharks have always started having a boatload of games on the road. 
Uh, this one seems a little more balanced, but yeah, definitely staying. You're definitely staying over more so in your time zone the second half of the year. I, I just like it that the Sharks are going to get through like 41 games, not, you know, like half the schedule. They're not going to see the Kings throughout that. And then within a calendar month, they're going to play all four against LA. <laughs> okay. So anyway, starting off the new year, like I said, uh, or well, halfway through the new year, they start a homestand five or four gamer Detroit Rangers, Pittsburgh, LA. Then they head up to Seattle for a quickie. That's no their problem. F- that's their first game uh, in Seattle. Yes. January 20th. Their first game, it should be noted, December 14th. They play Seattle at home. That's their first game against the Kraken uh, for sure. Sorry. I want to make sure that got mentioned. No, absolutely. Uh, so that's the first one against LA. Then again, weird scheduling aside, you know, that's on a Monday. Then three days later on Thursday, they head up to Seattle for their first game at, uh, what is it? Climate pledge arena. Well, that's not what Batman called it. Oh, climate change arena is what there you go. Climate change <laughs> arena. The game so has never ha- been stronger. Right. So they head up there for a Thursday game. It would have been nice if they could have done it the day earlier, I suppose, because they have to come back to to San Jose to host Tampa on the 22nd and then fly to the East Coast or I should say Southeast for now. At least this one kind of makes sense. No, no, actually, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Geographically, this is this is another retarded schedule where it's Uh, it's at at Washington. (laughs) <laughs> on a Wednesday, then they're off Thursday and Friday, and they play at Florida. Now, if you're familiar, if you're geographically familiar, oh. you understand that the Panthers play at like the lowest part of Florida. So you kind of sit there and go, "Oh, okay, cool," because then they'll come back north on their way home. So what do they do? They go up to Carolina, and then boom, back down to Tampa. <laughs> what the fuck? And what Florida and fuck? Carolina. Florida and Carolina are back to back. What the fuck? I yeah, mean, seriously, I don't curse on the on, stupid. I try not to curse on the show, but seriously, this is the third road trip where they're zigzagging all over the freaking place. Like, yeah. come the frick on. This is ridiculous. And then to 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 top you know, to put the sh- the cherry on the shit Sunday, the Sharks finally play the Vegas Golden Knights on March first. So let me let me put let me let me put five months of the season have passed before you even see Vegas. Yeah. So like the biggest division rival. Right. So February first at Tampa Bay, then then the All Star Weekend festivities on February fourth and fifth in Las Vegas. Hey AJ, guess where the Pro Bowl is this year? Uh, I want to say Vegas. Yes. And I want to say it's like the day after. The day after the NHL All Star Game. If you want to go to the All-Star game and, and Hockey Jerk won't allow you to stay in his at, place. At Hockey underscore Jerk <laughs> dot com. No, no, not dot com. Just on Twitter. At Hockey underscore Jerk. If you would like to go to the NHL All-Star game, have a place to stay <laughs> and attend the uh, the Pro Bowl for the NFL, you can stay on a Hockey Jerk's couch. It's only a thousand dollars a night and the continental breakfast includes fruit loops and last night's pizza uh don't forget the roll the the roller and uh, that sip that coca-cola sip you'll get a sip of coca-cola 
I don't have a, a can, but it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. That's what you can get. So hit up hockey underscore jerk if you would like to uh, stay in Vegas during that time. Oh my God. So it goes into that, and then and then they have the three week break for the Olympics. Now, yep. let's preface this as well. This is the public schedule that we have. If the NHL, who still hasn't decided whether or not they want to send their players to Beijing for the Olympics, we all know how well it's going for Tokyo so far, and they haven't even lit the lit the cauldron yet. Dude, um, no fans, no piped-in noise. You know, um, you know, you wonder, and, and I wonder what they'll do if uh, if they're. No, but it changes the schedule a bit, so that should be interesting if that happens. So, so how's it going to change the schedule? Well, they'll they'll compress it down. They'll compress it and finish. What are they going to do? Like move like the the final four games into that week? Maybe. Well, you have three weeks to cover. You don't. You, you're going to tell me that the league execs are going to say, "Hey, yeah, we'll just take a three week break." And, oh, and without, so, okay. So the the final seven, they'll just shift. Maybe they'll shift that. We don't know. All right. All right, and I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. But that's... <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't have any problem with a three-week break. I, I wish they would build this into every season of <laughs> NHL, but because by the time we reach that point in February, I'm fucking tired of hockey. <laughs> uh, you know, I would welcome the break. But anyway. Hopefully the Barracuda are, are uh, playing by then. And by the way, the Barracuda <laughs> schedule comes out tomorrow. There you go. So uh, anyway, end of January, uh, you know, like we were talking about, Washington, Florida, Carolina, Tampa, again, another retarded road trip. Then after the Olympic break, it's hosting the Isles, Boston and Seattle. Fine. No problems with mm -hmm. that. Uh, of note, Boston and Seattle are back to backs for the Sharks. Big deal. Then, like I said, uh, the Sharks finally go. To now, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> 20 no, 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 because I gotta, I gotta do the math here. Twenty twenty-two. No, because this, this is significant, right? I, I want to say no, but yeah, twenty twenty-two mm -hmm. is not a leap year. It's no. twenty twenty-four. Correct. Okay, so that's what I wanted to make sure that there's not an extra day built in there. So yeah, um, January twenty-seventh they play Seattle, which me or I'm sorry, February twenty-seventh Seattle, right. February twenty-eighth off of course but there is no february 29th this year so then that tuesday boom they find at vegas playing the golden knights for the, for the the shit you might not recognize anybody by that time it's been so long oh, since you've seen them by then that might be where the trade deadline is yes but let's talk about the first half of march which is by <laughs> far easily the most retarded part of this schedule Oh my! And if you're triggered by that word, uh, listen to another podcast, please. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. uh, do, at Vegas on the first, then you're off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Again, time to time to practice your your special teams. Then you host the Predators, who are projected to be shit. But then you're off for three days, and then you have to play back to backs, hosting Nashville, then go down to Anaheim. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. And then you're off for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're off for three days. And then you play at LA. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing those three days, man? You're going to Disneyland and Universal? 
I mean, my god, do me a favor, pull up LA and Anaheim's schedule for for the you know the, the first half of March. Cause this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Holy shit, this is so stupid. And there was all that talk from Gary Bettman saying, you know, the miniseries, it's popular with fans, it's popular with players. Again, reduces the carbon footprint, reduces travel, reduces wear and tear on the players because they don't have to be, you know, shuttling from hotel to hotel to hotel. And what is there on this schedule? There are literally two times that the Sharks play the same opponent back-to-back. Yeah. Again, December 16th, then four days off. This schedule's then, awful. <laughs> then the connects again. And then you look at this shit at Anaheim at An- on the 6th. Yes. And then and then off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then at L.A. Are you fucking kidding Okay, me? so so for Anaheim in that sense, they come back from the Olympic break. Uh, Olympic the, break? We're already in a March, No, I know, dude. but they have a five-game homestand. It ends with the Sharks on the 6th. Okay. And then, and then they go what? on a road trip starting in Chicago March 8th. Okay, what so, the fuck oh, is happening with L.A. starting on the that's 6th? That's what I'm looking up right now. Holy shit. How is it that there's a five-day break between being in SoCal? You know what? Hey, boys, fuck Carlson's going to take you on a fucking tour of the Santa Monica Pier. All right. And then well, every, everybody's going to Disneyland. You know, remember when Ron Wilson took everybody to curling in Winnipeg? No, fuck that. We're all going to Disneyland for like three days straight. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so they come back from, from their Olympic break. Here, here's the thing. You're talking about the Kings. I'm talking about the Kings. Their last right. game before they go on the Olympic break oh, and the All-Star game is January 20th against Colorado. Jesus. Then they come. Dude, did they get like a month and a half off? Then they come back February 26th. <laughs> oh, God. And then they play two ga- They play February 26th and February 28th, and then they're off again until March 10th. Hold on. Oh, my God. They play two games in February. Total. Two games in February, and then they're off for another week. Hold on. Are those two games against Boston and Seattle by any chance? Boston and the Islanders. Oh. Uh, I wonder why Seattle. Either way. <laughs> oh, my dude. God. What in so the world? The, the fact of the matter, it's like they play Anaheim on the 6th at, excuse me, at Anaheim on the 6th, then at L.A. on the 10th. <sighs> Then they host L.A. two days later <laughs> on a Saturday. This and then, okay, and then they host Florida on a Tuesday, fine. And then they oh go God. back to L.A. on Thursday. What the fuck? They literally play L.A. three times <laughs> in the span of eight days. Oh, man. Eight days, twice in L.A., once here. And they can't figure out, like, hey, maybe we should flip Saturday the 12th and Thursday the 17th. Like, maybe we play at L.A. on the 10th and 12th and then host the Kings on the 17th. Because that way, it gives San Jose a four-game homestand. And again, 
you know, you save money on hotels, right. gas, the carbon footprint, all those what, things. What carbon footprint? Take that climate pledge. Dude. I mean, agent. Th- th- to me, that is the dumbest fucking part of this schedule by far. Like, and, and there's a lot of dumb stuff. Up, it's, <laughs> it's not even up for debate. No. How but, do you not flip those two dates, the 12th and the 17th? But but you hit it on the point, AJ. First off, how many times do we uh, have we talked about, wow, we would love a back-to-back Anaheim, L.A.? Yeah, we get it, but there's four days in between it. Secondly, you talk about their NHL Green Initiative and then having one of their arenas being called the Climate Pledge Arena. And here's a prime example of, okay, so... So I won't, if I want to go to Anaheim in L.A., I got three days to kill. What am I going to be doing? Yeah, it's like, come on. Lane, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, here, here's the other win. thing. Here's the other thing. And this is something that I have been on the fucking rails for oh my God. forever. Okay. What, the, the Sharks play at Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Right. Four times this year. Yes. Really? Those days, yes, four times. Those days at Anaheim. Well, okay. They, they. I'm sorry. They don't play at Anaheim. They play Anaheim four right. times this year. But the dates that they play at Anaheim, Monday and Sunday. 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 Ugh. L.A. When do they play there? Thursday and Thursday. But when they host L.A. and Anaheim, one of the Monday, which is might be a holiday. Yeah, yeah, which is is very likely a holiday. Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Tuesday. But so my point being is that if you're a fan in SoCal and you want to do something fun for the weekend, hey, let's go up to San Jose and watch a game. You know, drive up early on Saturday, fuck around San Pedro Square, do our deal, and then boom, have a good time at the game, drive back tomorrow morning. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> if you're a San Jose fan and you'd like to see a game in Southern California on yeah. the weekend, good luck, motherfucker. Because <laughs> there aren't any. But go figure. Are fig- you kidding me? But go figure, you're only playing Vegas three times. And one's on a Tuesday in Vegas. The one, am I reading this right, AJ? No, There's Tuesday, Sunday, and Sunday. So we're only playing Vegas three times this year, and there's only one game in San Jose against Vegas. I have no problem with that because, you know, with 32 teams in the league, you had to ch- ch- change shit up. Now, let me ask you oh, this. Jesus. Because what of this, if you, no. So how many times do we face Colorado? But we play Colorado three times. Okay. That's what I'm saying is do you – it's it's already fait complete. The Eastern teams, you know, the, the Metro and the Atlantic, we're only seeing them, you know, twice. Once home, once away. The wait, Central – Oh, I got it. It picked up Columbus. My bad. Yeah. But the Central – you know, those of us, so Winnipeg three times, Colorado three times. Would you prefer that each division, they only play outside their division once home and once away, and then the remainder go within your division? Or 
would you prefer the schedule that they have now, where it's Eastern side, Atlantic and Metro, one and one, mm-hmm. Central, uh, basically three, but you know every year it's going to switch. You know, one year you host twice, they host once, and then the next year you host once, they host twice, and then the re- remaining are sprinkled in the Pacific. Uh, let me ask you with this. Uh, no, answer my question first, motherfucker. Well, my my point is is that you know <laughs> it's stupid. They should play at least everybody once at home. That's the biggest thing of mine. But, but you're in the, but but the Western Conference, you, you should be. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll deal with with you know playing the Central three times. You know, some twice at home, some twice <laughs> twice on the road. But honestly, I think you need to go. So you're telling me that Vegas comes to the tank as many times as a division rival. And you go, and remember, they want to build the division rivalries up, right, AJ? He's going to come in one time. No, this, against, is, this uh, is my question. But this is my question. Is there's now, with Seattle in, there's 24 teams outside the Pacific. Yay? Yay. Okay, so 48 games if you go one in, you know, one there, one home. And then you have the remaining 34... Uh, spread amongst your division. No, I think they just need to expand the schedule. Well, no, it, it, in he, he seven, ta- seven goes into 34 how many times? Uh, almost five. Essentially five. Yeah. So would you prefer that, that they play every team in there, you know, save one, you play every, or, you know, for the betterment of the league, you only play four preseason games <laughs> and you expand – the uh, the schedule to 85, yep. right? Yep. And so that way you see everybody five times. And, yep. you, you know, so there's four teams you see twice at, or what? No, three times at home, twice on the road. And then the other ones, it's vice versa. Right. I mean, there's that. Or you make it so you see the, the, the teams in the central, you know, two or three times. And again, you alternate, you know, two there, one at home, two home, one there. And, but then again, that, that tweaks your schedule. See, I kind of like the idea of seeing the central more, you know, like having three games, but because I think it's a better way to uh, kind of set the barometer for where your team is at. Absolutely. You know, if you, especially, you know, the Pacific is projected to be a very weak division. So, you know, if, if you keep playing shit teams and you're like, Hey, we beat some shit teams. Well, you know, it's a, uh, you know, that, that kind of, well, there was, there's false sense of security. Well, you look at everybody calling shit about Toronto and the North division. Oh, they had a weak division. And then some people were thinking, well, maybe it wasn't a weak division. Maybe it was actually the Pacific or excuse me, the Honda West, Division, uh, hashtag no free ads, uh, for uh, that was the weak division. Hurt. No, it was. You know, it sucked. And, and <laughs> but but to me, I you need to get everybody in your barn. You need to get I to I would love for it to be twice for for your central division teams, but you have to see everybody in your division at least twice in your barn. No, you you brought up a good. Po- no, 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 no. Not every division. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The, your your division. Your, your, your division. conference. Your conference. You need to see them twice in your own barn. 
at least. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the uh, the division. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that I think what they're doing now, I think, is probably the right way. Uh, I would rather see, you know, Colorado at San Jose twice than, you know, if that means that I see one less game against Anaheim. You know, <sighs> I would. I would I I think it's a better barometer. I would I would prefer I, the idea rather than having 48 games against the other three conferences and then the rest spread among the division. No, I would rather take uh 24 no, I'm sorry, 16 games against the Eastern conferences and then 24 games against the Central and then the rest spread among the Pacific. I th- I think they need to re- reconfigure their their formula. They need to get four. They need to get two games in you know, you're in Vegas twice a year. You're in Anaheim twice a year, you know because what, like like you said, well, no, if that's if, something that's going to rotate every year because next year you know because right now three against Edmonton, three against Vancouver, three against Vegas. Next year, that's going to change, and it's going oh, to be sure. three against Calgary, three against Anaheim, three against. Seattle, but there will be four against Vegas and four. So I think I think it all like you know comes out in the wash. Yeah, I I I think if they're if they're smart at the NHL, which so far they haven't been the last few days, sure. um, they need to expand the schedule, reduce the preseason games. Uh, get in. Well, when their... you say expand the schedule, we're talking like one, two, maybe three games. Uh, at the max four. That max four. See, to me, I'm going 85 tops. Yeah, I'd go 86. That way, you get a you get a balance of 43, 43 at home, home and away. Well, I think that's but too the, much. But I think we're on to a new project I, I, for for the offseason no. after free agent yeah. frenzy, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So Moving let's onward. yeah let's let's finish out the okay let's get past the re, the retardation of this three and fucking four games against LA over eight days. Then, uh, then it's a, it's a hodgepodge of away in in home. It, Colorado on the 18th. Now I should say this. Remember the Sharks love themselves some promotions. Uh, there's no Valentine's promotion to be had because everybody's off. Mm-hmm. Uh, in March we usually see something for St. Patrick's Day. Well, the Sharks play on St. Patrick's Day at Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that rolls going back to, I mean, there's, you know, there's obviously Thanksgiving and Christmas, but we'll see how that rolls. But those are two that are specific. When is, and let me, let me pull up my handy dandy schedule. (laughs) So this year, or I shouldn't say this year, 2022, uh, geez, this didn't work out either. Okay, I'm going to finish it out here. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, middle of March, again, like I said, St. Patrick's Day at L.A. Then the very next night, so a back-to-back that is a road and a home, they host Colorado, uh, host Arizona, then a couple up in Western Canada, I'm fine with that, you know, at Calgary, at Edmonton, come home to host Anaheim, to turn around and go at Arizona, at Colorado. Again, I don't have a problem with that because 
There's extra days built in between Anaheim and Arizona, so I'm fine with that. Ooh. But you get that three or uh, so at Arizona at Colorado that, to start off April. That if if baseball doesn't start till after April, uh, there there for you uh, baseball fans who want to go to spring training, there's a game for you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Start off April on this. Uh, not playing on April Fool's Day this year. Uh, April second, they host Dallas. That's right. Uh, yo, Pavelski. Oh no, I'm not. I'm sorry. That's that's what is it? Shellman. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, now that I'm looking at this, where the hell is the at? Oh, it's at the end. So we play Dallas, host Dallas twice. So yeah, no, uh, Pavelski will make his first return to the tank back on December 11th. But anyway, second time, the second of April. Then uh, hosting Edmonton, hosting Calgary at Vancouver. And, and again, silliness in the schedule. Host Edmonton on a Tuesday, host Calgary on a Thursday, host Vancouver on a Saturday to return home to host Vegas on a Sunday. Right. Like we couldn't have moved that Calgary game up to Wednesday, but fine. Then the Sharks, uh, their their longest road trip of April at Chicago, kind of northern part of the states. Then at Nashville, southern part. Then Dallas, uh, <laughs> a scotch a, a scotch west. Oh my god! Then the next day, at Minnesota, Are back you... <laughs> up near Chicago. <laughs> so again, I, that's another one that I look at and I go, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Holy hell! I mean, like, how do you not have, you know, like Minnesota? I don't know. It's just silly to start near, like, pretty fucking close to the Canada border, then head down to the Gulf of Mexico for two, and then head back up closer to the Canadian border. And and that's four games in six nights. Yeah. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. And and right down the stretch for a playoff stretch. I mean, oh shit! Hold on, I see we have a super chat that yes. supersedes everything. Oh yeah, you you were on a roll, so I didn't want to say. Skyler, uh, kind of going on my point about you know expanding the uh, playoff rule. Uh, from Skyler, five dollar super chat donation. Thank you very much. It goes to help support the show as always, Skyler. Uh, he says to do a balanced uh, two Eastern team, three Central, four Pacific. You would need to add six games to the schedule and make it eighty-eight doable. To me, absolutely. First off, the owners need hockey-related revenue, so expanding it by six games, I think you absolutely do that. You maybe add like four four preseason games, maybe Dude, just do four. NHL NHLPA is never going to agree to that. Do they want hockey-related revenue? I mean, how many how many how many years are we going to go with just a just a flat cap? Dude, they're not going to increase the schedule by. <laughs> six games and still have you know a six game preseason depending on who you are because some teams are playing six some teams are playing seven if anything i i'd see a reduction before that but oh, absolutely you, you but, go you go for preseason but you talked about revenue yeah bingo six regular again season games i in i would see seats. i would see the nhl <coughs> go to Everybody plays, or, you know, like, okay, let's use the Sharks as an example. They play every Central, Atlantic, and Metro team twice, 
then the rest of the schedule is spread out among their division. I would see that before what Skyler is putting forth. So it'd be two two times twenty four would be forty eight, and then four games against seven teams, which would be twenty twenty four and forty eight. Would be seventy two. No, I'm sorry, twenty eight and forty eight. Because seven times four, twenty eight. Yep. So twenty eight plus forty eight. Forty eight. That gets seven, you seventy six. 76. So I would see that before anything or, you know, 76, right? Is what you said. Mm -hmm. Add seven. And then you get 83. You increase it by a game. Increase it by one game. And then that way you're even across all boards. You play the Central Atlantic in Metro home and away, you know, one and one. And then you have an even series against your rivals. Yeah. So anyway. Moving on. Uh, yeah, moving on. So anyway, like I said, uh, where was the I? Chicago, Nashville, was... Dallas, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, the road trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the big U. <laughs> <laughs> and then hosting Columbus, St. Louis, and Chicago. Finally, three of four ending the season on the road at Vegas. Hosting Anaheim, and again, this is another one of these silly ones where it's like, yeah, okay, let's go to Vegas, then come home to host Anaheim, then go up to Seattle or up to Edmonton, and then at Seattle. At least at Edmonton and at Seattle is somewhat convincing. But again, like we talked about Anaheim and L.A. being back to back, this should have been Vancouver and Seattle back to back. You are correct. Again, ridiculous. So. Look, that that's kind of it for this one. I just uh, again the the thing when this schedule came out, thirty minutes late, <laughs> I should add fifty four. Uh, technically, yeah. When this schedule came out, I looked at it and I was just kind of you know there were there was some things that stuck out where it was like, hey, you know what, five game roadie to essentially start it. Okay, I I have no problem with that. The Sharks have done that before. Hey, get it out of the way early. But again, I look at this and I'm going, why is it that no fucking East Coast team visits San Jose after March? That that pisses me off, to be quite honest with you. Aside from Florida. Like, why is it that all those those teams are coddled? Why is Toronto and, and Ottawa and Boston and the Rangers and the Devils capitals? Why are they not coming out? To San Jose in March and April. We what remember what was it? Twenty the the twenty sixteen Stanley Cup final when the Sharks played the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it some something that like oh, it was Penguins. like between MLK Day and like the start of the final, the Penguins had never left their own fucking time yep. zone. Yep. They hadn't gone like almost five months without yeah. playing outside the eastern time zone. So it's like if you want to try to balance this hello you know have the pacific teams head to the eastern seaboard early in the schedule and have the eastern teams go to the pacific seaboard during the later part of the schedule if you really truly want to balance this shit out or 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 have them play you know have them play like the in the divisions i think i remember right after the canceled season they kind of clustered the teams, and back then they they had smaller divi- smaller uh, divisions. 
So th I think they had like the Southeast Division was coming here. And that was a five-game homestand for the Sharks. And then the then I think they went to the Northeast Division where it was like Toronto, Ottawa, Buffalo, Montreal, Boston. It was something like that of sort. Have that, take care of take care of that bunch, and then boom, that's one part of the schedule you're done. Move on. You don't have to go on a 16-game road trip, which, of course, I know you're not suggesting. But to have, like, these three clusters of Eastern road trips, get them out of the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with this when I look at it where it's like, you know, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Boston. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Like, they've, they've done better with that. Chicago to New Jersey to New York to the Ranger, you know, or Columbus. I'm sorry, Chicago to the Devils to the Isles to the Rangers and then Columbus on the way home. I'm fine. I'm completely fine yeah. with that road trip, especially because the Islanders and the Rangers are back to back. It's like, yes, that fucking makes geographical sense. But this whole, you know, start in Chicago, go down to Nashville, scooch over to Dallas, come back up to Minnesota and fine. then go home. Ooh. Yeah, and have or, one day off, and then he play Columbus. Yeah, or at Pittsburgh, then go west to Detroit, go back northeast to Buffalo, then southeast to Philly, and then oh yeah yeah. Uh, I guarantee you right now, AJ. I'm gonna, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Which is one of our favorites. No, whip it out. They're gonna complain about being tired because these road trips are ridiculous. By oh, middle of the you. season, no, but I mean, this is I think. Honestly, at this point, once we've gone through the schedule, they have a legitimate gripe about this. Some of it, yes. But like we've noted earlier, there are some pockets that have been, you know, put in here. There are – I don't want to hear the Sharks bitching about we don't have time to practice. No, they have time to there practice. Because there are some pockets. No, there's some pockets in here you can easily fit a practice in. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, that's – I think that's that's kind of wraps it up on on the schedule. Hope to see everybody at the tank. Oh, can't uh, it wait. does seem it does man, it does feel a little bit weird though, like <clears throat> in October, you know, in the, basically the first 27 days of October there's one home game. That that feels yeah. a little weird. But it is what it is. Uh, a couple things to get into really quickly. Uh, for those of you who are unaware and what, where the hell are you, <laughs> uh, Rudolph's Balsers signed a two year extension worth a 1.55 AAV. You love to see it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, one and a half mil for the next two, you know, for next year and the year after that. And uh, proven, it seems to be at the very least a top nine forward. Now, when I say proven, it's proven against who he's skating with. <laughs> Does that mean <laughs> that Kevin LeBanc is not worth his four point whatever? Perhaps mm -hmm. it's debatable, but uh, anyway, that is what that is. But I love that signing. Uh, Joachim Blickfeld signed a one year extension, a 750,000. I mean, essentially league minimum. It's a two way deal. So they can send him down and give him 700 or what? 75 grand. Yeah. Um, but I like that. Uh, we're we're going to see, you know, we're going to see what happens. <laughs> Thomas in the chat, the return of my balls hurt. <laughs> yeah. My ball. Well, okay. What was that? That was, uh, it was Balser's hurdle and, yeah. oh, Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? 
Well, I don't know. It's been a we'll lot of see. speculation from Kevin Kurz that Meyer might be on his way yeah. out. Would I have a problem with that? I don't know that I would. And, and he's linking potentially New Jersey, which. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, know getting it with Miko Hesher, right? Yeah. But who are you getting back from Timo? Uh, addition and, by subtraction. And, <laughs> but here's the but here's the thing though, AJ uh, of of the top ten players that went in that that super twenty fifteen draft. I mean, are you essentially saying Meyer is a bust? That he couldn't. Well, fit in the with last two team? years would say that. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he does next year, whether it's with the Sharks or with another team. But if he continues on a downward trajectory. I think you at least need to consider saying that. In that ten million dollar qualifying offer in a few years, years. you know. My and again, everybody, everybody knows. Right. I'm not a Carlson fan. What happens if Carlson has yet another subpar season? You know, three of five. You know, let's let's see. You know, I'm, dude. I am hoping. I ain't put like everybody's, oh, you're just a Carlson hater. No, I'm not. I'm a fucking realist. I am looking at the numbers. I'm looking at what he's doing on the ice. If he comes into camp this October and is just, you know, yoked, ready to go, like has eight points in the first 10 games, I'm going to be like, okay, yes, this is the Carlson we've all been waiting for. This yeah. is the guy, you know, but. The thing is, I'm 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 waiting. I'm waiting to sit here and say this is the Carlson we've been waiting for. I'm so so happy to see this. Right. That you know it. The the last two years, yeah, it kind of sucked and there's injury history and blah 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 blah. But the thing that that kind of like you know puts the the pipe up your ass is the fact that there are people that have been writing Carlson's jock for the last three years that can't admit that he's been subpar. Yep. So it's like, dude, I am waiting. I am hoping to admit, hey, you know what? Look at him. You know, I expected nothing from Carlson this year, yeah, or at least nothing better from the than the last two years, and look at what he's done now. So holy shit. Remember how much of a Brendan Dillon... Again, I don't want to say hater because I think that's a retarded phrase or descriptor, but I wasn't the biggest Brendan Dillon fan the first couple of years. No. And then he made but me he a bust, believer. He bust his butt. His skating got better. His defensive play got better. And Yes. Yeah. Everything. Everything about his game got better. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, okay, now we're talking. Like, this is a guy that I, you know, I, I said from the get-go. Not a fan. I'm you know, the eye test. Yes. Stats are one thing yep. just like, you know, the dash stat. look stats are one thing, but there's also the eye test. I was looking at that eye test. I'm going, Brendan Dillon, buddy. Yeah, I, I need more from you. I need more. And then all of a sudden those last couple of years with San Jose, Holy shit, this guy. And then when they let him, you know, when he ended up going to Washington, I was like, no. I, but I love him now. He's great. You know, it's a, he, he, he made me a fan. I'm waiting for Eric Carlson to do this. And I just don't think he's ever going to make me a fan. And so my point is, we get 
next end of ep, next April, if the Sharks miss the playoffs for the third straight season, which is a possibility, sadly. A, a complete possibility, because mo- the, the most of the the, the well known prognosticators, you know, to insert Twitter handle here, whether it's Pierre LeBron or you know Darren Drager, whoever. Right. Uh, everybody says uh, Vegas one, Edmonton two, then three could be a combination of Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I hate to break it to you people. Seattle's not done. <laughs> what yeah. you saw yesterday was just the beginning. Don't believe what NBC Sports California.com says. Who? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, the one that says, oh, don't, Seattle's not going to, you know, hinder the Sharks playoff chances right so that's my point (laughs) is that if the Sharks miss for the third straight season which I think is completely possible let's say Aiden Hill rocks for the first you know month and a half and then all of a sudden has a dip we don't know who the backup's going to be right now you think it's going to be Melnichuk I don't think so so Let's see what else happens. Again, there's going to be a lot of things that go on between now and October, whatever, with this quirky goddamn schedule. Yeah. Uh, what is it? October October sixteenth. Yeah. And that. By the way, I still haven't seen the goddamn preseason schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still haven't seen that. We we still. I I'm checking for an I've update. Seen five of the games. Still checking on an update from NHL.com, and we still don't have a schedule on. The website. So all I know is uh, what we, the Sharks play Vegas twice, uh, and they play the SoCal teams three times. I don't know who gets to. I think they play the Ducks twice in LA once. Yeah, I'm going to assume that there's one more game minimum against Arizona. Either way, the Sharks. I don't know why you guys are always last to the party to release shit. I don't understand what benefit it serves, what purpose it holds for you. Does does Jonathan Becker need to need us to help out or some sort? It's 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 not Becks. I don't know why. I think this is like a franchise that you know what the culture in the front office needs to change <laughs> with this last thing. Anyway, yeah. Well, so. <laughs> but we'll we'll see what happens, uh, but. For me, if if we get to the 41 game mark, we get halfway through this season and Eric Carlson, you know, we're 41 games in. If he hasn't cracked 30 points by then, like, can somebody just uh, look, I'll leave the fucking front door open and you can just back the cookie truck up to my house. All right. I've been calling this guy a bust since the extension. I didn't mind the trade, right. you know, Norris and Balsers and all those pieces to get Praplon or no, not Praplon. What, what was the guy's name? Perron. Perron. Perron and Carlson here. I didn't mind that. It was the goddamn eight year extension. I had a problem with that term and that money. And so far he has yet to play for that. And the thing is, is that there's going to be those, those people on Twitter that sit there and go, you know, that try to espouse the virtues of Eric Carlson. And that's great. But I, and, and again, follow the amount of follows you have are not the end all be all of your knowledge. Not saying that by any stretch, there are people with 30 follows that have 
far better takes than somebody with 30,000 follows. That said, I've had people come at me, you know, on Twitter. Oh, you're just a hater. No, I'm not a fucking hater. I'm someone who lives in reality and looks at what I'm seeing. It's like, I look at what I see on the ice. I look at what I see on the stats. Eric Carlson has yet to play to his contract. And the thing is, is there are people who are paid money to talk about this. Not the dweebs on Twitter. People are paid money to talk about this. And they are saying the same things I am. If Eric Carlson shits the bed yet again, if he's not at 30 points by the, by the halfway mark, how explain to me, Eric, hmm. how do you not call this deal a bust? Yeah. How do you not at least put it up that this could quite possibly be the worst deal that Doug Wilson has ever well, thrown right out. now, yeah. I mean, you, you're. Too, I think you could say that right now. Yeah, you could say that right now. And you know, just for you know, shiggles, I, I thought, okay, let's let's play on cap friendly and, and look at what it would be to buy out his contract. Um. Oh, fuck buyouts! No, 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 no. But fucking wear that anchor around your neck well, for the entire. It doesn't even make sense because two of the two of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years that if you were to buy him out right now, two of the years you're paying his full, basically your his full salary. Yeah, it's no. it's not even worth it. So unless he gets his crap together. Or they win the big shiny thing, which let's be honest, the big shiny thing kind of changes, you know, how we feel on a lot of things. But that's not anywhere <laughs> time. Oh well, let's be honest here, you know. Uh, then that kind of goes away. But if you're not going to play to your potential, thankfully we you heard on the on the call last night that he's been working out along with other players. Let's hope this this gets him going because I mean, I, I guarantee you. October 16th against Winnipeg when they're introducing the team you can't tell me they're going to be cheering Eric Carlson when they, when Danny Miller says number 65 Eric Carlson dude on opening night on October 16th mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear a decent amount of boos no that's what I'm saying Ch yeah when chief is introduced yeah Look, no you you're absolutely right there I I'd and to be honest, I'm going to be there opening night and I'm going to be fucking booing when that name is introduced. Because for me, value for dollar, he's done shit. And while tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that's the whole thing. Tell no, me I'm wrong. No, I'm not. Come at me on Twitter. I'm, and, 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 you know, show your work. <laughs> I, I'm you're not wrong. The other question, too, is, is now that we are out of the roster freeze, uh, Martin Jones. You have till the twenty seventh, the night before. Mr. Mister point eight nine six. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> you have until Tuesday to to buy him out for this part part one of the buyout period. Um, it's going to happen. Then why hasn't it? Uh, well, you know what? You actually make a good point there, and this is something I talked to Jerk about, where it's kind of like. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sharks just sit there and go, look, we can't find financially, we can't find the guy that we want to be the 1B or the 2A, the whatever you want to call it, the guy behind Aiden Hill. 
uh, we only got three more years of this guy. <laughs> Is it three or two? I believe it's three. I feel like it's three as well. I'll so it's like, we only it. have three more years of this guy. He's not horrific when he's a backup. The stats with L.A. will prove that. <laughs> when he only has to play 25 games a season, he's okay. <laughs> so and, and maybe that's the thing that gets you out of that deal faster than anything. That's yeah. something that I brought up to Jerk, but Jerk, Jerk was very much like, no, you buy him out yesterday. And I'm in, I'm not that I'm saying that I disagree, but anyway, he's, uh, he's here through 2024. Uh, his buyout, the buyout, according to cap friendly, if you were to buy him out right now, you know, you'll have two years cap hit, uh, over almost two and a half million. Uh, but the other ones, 1.9 this season, 2.4. No, the, the last three years, 1.67, that's tolerable. Yeah, no, the last three years are fine, especially because you would think by that time the, the, the cap is going to go up. You hope. Like, that's that should be tip money by then. Right. But you look at it as a case of, look, you know, Doug Wilson, Jonathan Becker, everybody at the at the Sharks, they're going to sit there and go, no, we're, we're not rebuilding. We're resetting because they're trying to sell tickets. Right. And I appreciate what they're trying to do. Again, I'm somebody that looks at stats, but I also, it's the eye test. And I look at this roster as it is currently assembled. What's the difference? You're going to tell me that Aiden Hill is going to get you 20 more wins next season when, you know, when the 19 guys in front of him are all the same? Are you going to tell me that? Well, you need to get him signed first. You know, well, that too. And if you're Aiden Hill's agent, how are you not bending Wilson over a barrel because you exactly. know how things, uh, how dire things are? Exactly. So maybe that makes Doug Wilson pay more than he should. We've seen that before. So look, remains to be seen. There, it, there's a long road between July 22nd and October 16th. Calendar wise, if you own one, it's almost three months, but I'm just saying that, you know, it's, it's going to be a long road. Uh, so I think that's that's where we should wrap it up for now. It's yep. not like we're not going to have shit to talk about once free agent <laughs> frenzies, frenzy happens. I will be talking to Drew Remenda. Who? Uh, Drew Remenda in uh, about the next week or so once the kind of the dust has settled. But the one thing that I did want to talk about tonight before we end, Mike Milbury spoke with the Boston Globe. Oh, shit. Here we go. Mike, now, if you all remember Mike Milbury when we were back in the bubble, uh, Brian Boucher was discussing life in the bubble during an Islanders Capitals broadcast and uh, concluding that the uh, no fan, no family bubble was a perfect place to help teammates bond and have good competition. Mike Milbury said, Hey, not even any women here to do to disrupt the concentration. That's it. Nine words. Chief got fired. Now, did what he say come off a little misogynistic? Yeah, it did. Was it worth getting firing and fired? In my opinion, no. 
and so part of his uh, interview with the Boston Globe, he made, he made some solid points. Um, he said, I want to explain the comment from that day. As a player, coach in the league, I've been on a lot of road trips around a lot of guys that are young, fit, well compensated, have celebrity status. And when they go on the road, they play hard and they party hard. And a lot of their attention is on women. And I certainly don't mean that in a bad way. Now I read that and I'm thinking, yeah, rock stars, bitch. <laughs> so Milbury goes on and says, now I get it. Everybody else has other ways to party, but that's my experience and I stand by it. It's biology. Uh, sometimes their lust for companionship could be a distraction. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the comment, but apparently it was to other people and I got dismissed from my job. Uh, and then he gets into a whole canceled thing and I'm not going to go into that whole thing because that's completely political. But his point being was, what if I had said there aren't any dogs here to distract the players, Mark Edward Vlasic, uh, or any wives <laughs> or children? Do I have to describe the whole pantheon of the human race in order to be politically correct? I didn't feel like I was offending anybody. You know, has your wife ever been a distraction in your life? And I hope you give me the right answer when you answer. And I'll be the first one here to say, yeah, my wife has distracted me. And I'm quite sure that I've distracted her. Now, was I playing sports, professional sports? Was I playing a game that I was being paid to play when she distracted me? No. But I'm not a professional sports player. But either way, I feel like... Milbury made some solid points. Am I a Milbury fan? Not really. You know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Milbury. You know, the that whole NBC crew. Milbury, Pierre, of course. Fuck him. <laughs> Doc Emmert can like take a short a long walk off a short pier for as much as I care. But I again, like for what Ronick got fired for, what Milbury got fired for, I don't agree with it. I can kind of get why. I don't have to agree with it. But anyway, on the Boston Globe, if you're interested to read more on that, there it is. But I thought I thought Milbury made some, some solid points there. I thought it was making a mountain out of a molehill. That said, we don't have Milbury on the broadcast anymore, bitches. Thank God. But then again, we have the technical smorgasbord that we had to live through for the NFL draft or for the uh, draft for the Kraken yesterday. So what would you prefer? Cause Holy shit. What a tire fire that was. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Carolina Panthers are still on the clock. Uh, I didn't oh, know we had two dude. teams in Carolina either. So dude, the fact that the Panthers and the Canes both had fun. <laughs> so, I mean, good, good on them. Absolutely. Good on them. But there were a few people. It's like, look, sh did Sean, uh, what's his name? Sean Kemp completely butcher Jonas's name. Yes, he did. And there were a couple people after I like posted the video of that. A couple of people said, "Hey, man, he's had history with substance abuse or whatever." It's like, so, it, like, how long did he have? To put that goddamn name together. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that they handed him the card five seconds before he walked out? Like, dude, 
he he could have gotten it together. And somebody could have came up to him and said, "Okay, Jonas Donskoy." Like like all they had to do is whisper that in his ear like right. three straight times. Jonas Absolutely. Donskoy. And, and, and what did he come out and say? Jonas Donskoy. Yeah, it's like I like I was thought he mentioned Vin Scully, you know, with it. Dude, I'm like, come on. Didn't all of a sudden it was Joe? Like all of a sudden I'm going, okay, how do I pronounce this now? So capital J O E hyphen N I S S, and then the second name is going to be lowercase D U N hyphen. S C O E Y, you know, Jonas didn't score you. It's like, dude, it, it, yeah, like again, said, I don't, want, least... I don't want to get into a whole fucking political thing about this because I don't it's think not... it is political. No. I just, uh, you know, like, look, I understand where you're trying to come at me on Twitter. That's fine, but to sit there and go. Let's give this guy a pass because he's had issues with addiction. There are people that haven't had issues with addiction that mispronounce names in a key moment. Why don't we give them a pass? Just saying. And And again, I don't want to make this a political thing. It was just, it was something funny that happened in the moment. We all had a good laugh at it. That's, it's fine. And we all move on. The fact right. that anybody must, wants to make it political or he had, you know, the poor guy had, had addiction issues. Well, then shouldn't the NHL have been aware of that and said, maybe we don't use him and use somebody else? No. I mean, you know, like, like don't, that... don't throw somebody else's poor decision on me because I have fun with it. And I didn't mean anything in a malicious or vindictive way. Well, I mean, they the league should have been prepared. Seattle should have been prepared. ESPN got should have been prepared. Right. You know, and now that said, Gary Payton looked like he could play tomorrow. Yeah, and, and damn could, it, we lost we two not... Sharks fans in the expansion draft along with Dude, Alex could, True. And, and could we not get Sean Kemp a fucking shirt that fit? <laughs> I and I wasn't gonna... the only one saying that, so come for other people, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of people saying that, but it's like, well, it's been nice. Oh, okay, finally, to to wrap, <laughs> this, to, to wrap this whole thing up, how happy were you to see that all the Kraken players that, that were there were given pro stock jerseys? Oh, those are beautiful. And I, the... I had messaged uh, Eric Bottomer, who, who works for Adidas Hockey that we know, and uh, th- those look freaking sick. Dude, they look for that white one. I think it's because it's got that navy blue outline. It, yeah. it you know, it appears slightly larger. But dude, they, again, I, I said this last night uh, during the the expansion draft coverage. Whew, it's it's one of those few teams where yeah, no, the aways look better. The yeah. aways look better. That huge S is sick as fuck. Yeah, Adidas did a hell of a job on on that one. So with that, in case you missed anything, you already want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Of course, you can always check it out on tealtownusa.com. I'm getting that post ready to go. So with that, 
I'll steal your line from Pucknologist because it's been forever since I've done a show with you. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter machine. He's at AJ underscore strong on the Twitter and the Instagram. Famous last words. Good, sir. What, what What's the next thing we're talking about? Well, we have we have the draft. We'll be, When's that? We have that tomorrow. We'll be live. Okay. We'll be doing a live feed or a live reaction. I was trying to give you some words. Then I was going to promote. No, no promote but, it, babe. So tomorrow or Friday, uh, we'll be on around five o'clock. To that, either way, uh, we'll be talking. You know, be on live reaction to see the first seven picks or wherever the sharks fall. Please do not do not trade down. Um, <laughs> we'll see. And then, and then after the final pick, we'll be on, uh, to recap round one. And then Saturday night, we'll recap the Sharks picks and see where they go from there. We'll be live reaction on Wednesday, uh, up until about maybe two o'clock for a free agent frenzy. You said mm-hmm. you're going to be talking to Drew Remenda. Uh, if you need somebody else to help you, call me. Uh, <laughs> No, Ashley probably would call Puck Mom, who thinks he's a, a stud muffin and a half. So. No. Uh, chances are I'll be talking to Drew next, th- basically a week from tonight, like once all the dust is settled and we can look at who Seattle took, uh, what happened. Again, you know, I'm going to ask Drew about Aiden Hill, what the Sharks did in the draft, the moves that they've made since then, we talked about it earlier with Balsers and Blakefeld. I'm sure that is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to hear at least a couple more things come out of the Sharks. So, yeah, I plan on talking to one Mr. Stud Muffin next Thursday <laughs> with any luck. So, all right. Now, famous last words, AJ. Uh, with that, that, that's pretty much it. Um, again, I, I look at the schedule. My famous last words are going to be for all the talk that Gary Bettman and other NHL people mentioned that the players, uh, the teams, so many really enjoyed the idea of playing two three games in one location, this schedule is stupid. I mean, literally, the Sharks do it once, and there's five days in between. <laughs> I, I look at that. And... Now, I'm, I'm, I want to dive into some other schedules, because here's the thing that I'm nervous about, is that I'm going to look at the Boston schedule or the Toronto or the New York teams or, you know, those Eastern quadrant teams that have so much, uh, they benefit so much from their geographical location. I'm going to look at that and I guarantee you, I'm going to fucking look at their schedules and it's going to be like, Oh yeah. Pittsburgh hosts, hosts the Rangers like three times in four days or whatever. Like it's going to be something stupid. Or they're going to hit like the Islanders, Rangers, Devils in, in like four days. No, it's not even that, but it's just like, look at this, look at this Vancouver twice. That's it twice. That That's the only team that the sharks face back to back in a similar situation. Like 
you could even say we've seen we saw what last uh, was it last season season before there was a couple times where it's like the sharks went to western canada to either face you know the oil canucks whatever yeah. and then like two days later they hosted that same team there was back-to-backs yeah. at different locations that's fine but Bettman came out and there were so many people that talked that this mini series, yes, this is something that needs to happen in the schedule going forward, especially because it will help balance the schedule. And what happens? It comes out <laughs> one like that. fucking time. It comes out and there's five days in between the two. And Vancouver, and we, and, and, and Vancouver and does it back to back. Yeah, you already went and looked. It's not as if Van, the, the Canucks are spending five days in the South Bay. Like, they have other shit to do. They have a back-to-back with Toronto and Arizona, and then they come back. Now, that said, does it help the Sharks because they're going to be at home for, like, four days and have nothing going on except practicing special teams? Yes, sure. I enjoy that part of it, but I feel like you understand my point. There was all this stuff. I was expecting a lot, at least three, at least three. Again, we go back to the numbers. Calgary four times, Anaheim four times, L.A. four times, Seattle four times. I was expecting at least two of those that it would be like the Sharks are going to play Calgary, you know, on Tuesday, November 9th, and then Wednesday the 10th or Thursday the 11th. You know, like both of those games would be at Calgary. And then later in the schedule, it would be, you know, the Sharks are going to play at Anaheim on February 6th. And then also on February 7th or March 6th. You get what I'm saying. Right. I just, just the fact that they couldn't figure that out. But again, we're talking about a schedule maker who can't fucking figure out when to host the Sharks on a Saturday night in SoCal. It is what it is. <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, dude, I'm so pissed. Like, dude, I'm going to go fucking. Uh, I'm going to shotgun a beer and then get on Discord and then really let people have it. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> the conversation. We're going to be on Discord after is what I'm saying. Oh, boy. Yeah, you, you have fun with that. <laughs> oh, and can we, can we talk about Don Scoy's interview on NHL radio for a hot second? His My favorite quote, I've never been with such a skilled and hardworking group as I did in Colorado. That's the reason why I signed with the Avalanche after four years with the Sharks. Oh, mic drop. Dude, dude, dude. The, I can't even see the sun, all that shade. Anyway, see you on Discord. He'll be on Discord. I'll see you tomorrow following or at the beginning of the draft and after the draft. And then, of course, we'll recap on Saturday night. Until then, take care. Keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a good night, everyone.